You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Rakari Austin, and I'm one of the hosts of GCX 2022. Now, we want you to join us at Rosen Shingle Creek in Orlando, Florida, as we come together for another unforgettable GCX. Tickets are going fast, and look, we want to see you, so visit gcxevent.com slash tickets to book now. is freshly roasted and ethically sourced it's music to your ears shake up the way you wake up the king's coast coffee.com Episode 32, guys. Episode 33. Episode 33. 33. Bad intro. Episode 33 of Coffee and Show. I'm Sleeves. He's Kesso, as always. Through 32 episodes, we're going to talk a a wide variety of topics today. I'm going to quickly run down what we're going to talk about. We got some NHL. I got an idea for NHL I thought about the other day uh, trying to come up with YouTube stuff. I actually thought about something that I could implement. Uh, That'd be kind of fun. Love to get your take on it. We're going to talk about creator codes and EA Maybe dabbling in creator codes. That's going to be big. We're talking about gambling uh, on streaming and and that kind of stuff. Uh, Also, just like... um, I'm going to talk about Ontario. That's a little bit different because that's a whole other thing. Uh, I want to talk about some of my health, bro. Yeah. I've gone through. Uh, I've gone through. I've gone through some stuff lately, and uh, yeah, then our top five. Top five last week when uh, when we were doing this was celebrity crushes. So uh, our celebrity crushes when we were younger. We'll go over that, and uh, yeah, all right, let's get into it. Let's start off with, uh, all right, my NHL idea. All right, let's go, let's go. We're an NHL-centric podcast, so we have to do our mandatory couple of minutes on NHL at this stage in the summertime. (laughs) But, uh, okay, so 
I'm thinking about stuff to make on YouTube, and I don't know if it's burnout, but it's just uh, I I'm not enjoy. Obviously, I've, I've been pretty uh, I've been pretty clear that I don't enjoy the game that much this year. So it's obviously harder to make content when you don't enjoy the thing you're playing. Uh, but you've got to come up with something creative and story driven for YouTube. All right, like series, things like that. But they can't be over overdone or complicated because then it gets really tough to keep going with them. And something that uh, has always like been like one of the bigger ones that I've seen, even when I started, was you know like starting in Division Ten and then like slowly working your way up. Yeah. Okay. And that can be done with you know a lot of challenges. Like you can only add a gold card or a card when you win a game, that kind of thing. But I'm wondering what would a progression mode look like in NHL? Like let's pretend. So we we talk a lot about uh, you know other games and and comparing them to NHL. There's you're you're we're still playing MLB, but there's a mode called Showdown which essentially you get a team and then every moment that you beat, you acquire a new card. If you're able to complete that moment, right? You get a new card to add to your team, but that ends when you play the final boss. And then you basically are finished. You either win or lose. And then you start back at the beginning again. What about like, if you start in, let's say the problem is, is that I would love it if they just put it in division 10, but let's say there's no divisions. Okay. Let's say there's its own matchmaking for it. It doesn't take your rival score or whatever in, into play until you've played enough games in it. You start out with a starter pack team all right and let's say every online win will grant you a new card and it could be um you know one of those stupid hut rush packs that you get that are pointless like one gold card or you know two gold card pack that kind of thing with the hut the hut rush progression tree tied into the mode so now you win a game you get to you know or maybe it's like online seasons to an extent uh where you know but it's automatically your team is already set for you you don't outside you know you buy a new card that's for rivals and hut champs and squad battles all this progression mode is simply tied to the progression mode and you acquire new cards by going up now the cards you acquire in this progression mode are yours sure they're untradeable because it's ea but like i think that that might be kind of fun and like as you go and further you're getting more impactful cards like a guaranteed 85 plus card if you're able to you know rattle off 10 wins or maybe a win streak or maybe you play squad battles it could be xp based where you just get xp for i think that that i think that might be where the where it needs to start is just an xp system in nhl where completing x game mode gives you certain amount of experience Mm -hmm. and then whatever you do with that they can do a lot of things with it like programs and um long tiered rewards that are like you know basically like a season pass kind of thing but i would love a progression mode that doesn't reset that you just can keep playing and then once you get to the end you know uh when you're in let's say division one and you keep playing and you can improve that team by getting guaranteed like 90 overall cards or 80 88 overall card packs by completing certain amount of xp and it just keeps repeating that you can do that and those cards you can use outside of your mind i'm wondering what your thoughts are on that yeah i think nhl is the only one that doesn't have um some sort of progression right so like mlb obviously has what they have madden always has um and i forget what it's referred to but you try to achieve like mutt master or something like there's levels mm-hmm. where you gain xp no matter what mode you play i'm assuming yeah. fifa has one nhl has milestones which are kind of broken right it could be yeah. that if they couldn't do that full on what you want um yeah. i would love to see it just because i think the progression in mlb makes it fun yeah. for me right like yeah, ex- um exactly. even if you're not getting something every time 
uh, there's still that chance, right? It's almost like a scratch off ticket. Um, exactly right yeah. and like i think that's something that like that's, that's an itch that you can get for people but i think like a this would not be able to be implemented without cross console any any real improvement to the game cannot be done without cross console we've seen what happens when you separate four consoles in this game it fractures it beyond repair just because there's no activity it's very difficult to find activity in the game so i think that if cross console is implemented this is definitely something that could be done um and it's wild that i never thought i would miss online seasons um, yeah me neither because like during that time i didn't really play hut that much but whenever mm-hmm. i would get on it was like oh i'm you know i have the playoffs now or something right um and I you still got decent rewards too right yeah. like even even if it was 12 games during the week uh you could get like a carbon collectible at the time i believe it was yeah. like something like yeah. that that was worth something but like during the week now you're just waiting for that you know next wednesday whenever rival rewards go out right like there's nothing you can get spur of the moment and Rivals was supposed to replace... I honestly, by the end of it, I think NHL 20 is the last year that it was in there. And they did what they always do. They basically pulled back every reward that you could get from a mode so that you just don't play it. And then they go, no one plays this mode and they just completely remove it because they don't improve upon it. It's like, it's legitimately the model they've done with everything. They did with Draft Champs. Uh, Draft Champs was fine. It had uh, the Willie Mitchell and the... And the Ray Emery, rest in peace. Yeah, uh, Manny, was Manny Maholtra one of them? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And those were really cool. And they were, a, again, I, I talk about flex cards, but cards that, you know, you're proud to have because yeah. you put in the time and not everyone has them. And then what they did was they didn't have guarantee rewards for, for um, draft champs. And I think the final year before they removed draft champs, there legitimately wasn't a reward. It was no. just it was like it was like play a friend or like yeah. you know cash. It was like and dude, it was just a trash mode by that point. It was there, it was there to be there. Yeah. Um, and they removed it so that again they could kind of funnel whatever few people of the player base that still liked that and in, into other modes that like the few because the player base is so small. Um, so again, yeah, like I I think I don't want online seasons to come back, but I think this progression mode would be really fun because a let's pretend you start in january oh february because i think if you start in january it's the last month where you can start and realistically buy team of the season still have a competitive team Mm. like a team where you go in you're not like oh my god this is impossible if you start in february good luck really um especially if you're a casual player um but i think this progression mode would kind of nullify that because you start with a starter team and you're working your way up but so is everyone else you know like early on you're not playing against the div one guys that have like all 95 pluses on this progression team right you're you're playing against other people that are like-minded that maybe haven't qualified that you know there is a skill rating in the background for this mode um but you don't see it until you know after you've played like 20 games right yeah it's just like rivals just like rivals in terms of the uh in terms of that i think that that would just be really fun and for youtube and just content and watchability on twitch like man that would be so much fun instead of me or other creators having to make up like series yeah that's that's always my frustration it's like what can we make up on our end and then you also have to keep like a file like an excel file in the background that's what i did for a while yeah that's not i just it's too much work let me know in the comment section guys or if you're listening to this on spotify uh or wherever you listen to your podcast uh, let us know on twitter or my discord or anywhere if you think that that's a good idea because maybe if you know if enough people think about it I'll, I'll let ea know but there's no way that'd be implemented but regardless um let's talk about creator codes yeah uh, dude you, i brought that up to yeah. you i sent you something yeah. i think it was this morning right yeah. um it looks like 
Uh, so for people that don't know, EA Sports rebranded the Game Changer Network. So you and I are no longer Game Changers. I think I still have that in my Twitter bio, by the way, that I'm a Game yeah. Changer. So it's uh, it's under one umbrella under EA under the Creator Network. Um, and it's look like, it looks like they're rolling out a beta um, for some people in the Sims community um, where they have creator codes now. Some of the bigger, I, I think, Sims uh, content creators. And yeah. whenever you make a purchase through Origin or the EA desktop app, you can input okay. a creator code. Um, and those creators each have their own unique code. And they get a small percentage of the sales. So whenever I saw that announced, I was like, oh, maybe there's the possibility with them testing this out. They'll move it to some of the sports games or like even just the console games in general. Moving forward, um, I think Ultimate Team Modes might be the last to see that um, because I think Apex is is Apex under EA Sports or uh, not yeah, EA Sports, produced, EA, I mean. It's produced by EA. Yeah, so I think some of the bigger games like that would definitely see it first, but maybe this is something yeah. like a year from now uh, we'll eventually see because other games have had this, like Fortnite, right? Like those, yeah. like, yeah. Um, and it's just another way where uh, people can support a content creator that they're already purchasing something and at least that without directly giving money to the content creator, maybe you don't want to give a subscription or donate money. Um, it's still another way for them to make money, which I think is good. No, absolutely. I, I, I would obviously as a creator, that would be phenomenal to, to have implemented. Um, I think that, you know, it really wouldn't impact. It wouldn't impact the, 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 like the consumer, like the player wouldn't, uh, but for creators, it would definitely give uh, another revenue stream. And I think that, when it comes to sports games specifically, um, just is trying to make this from there's there's been a lot. I actually, as you were saying this, it reminded me of something on Twitch that was pretty insane in the industry that just got launched. I want to talk about um, that. Uh, it gives you got gives creators another revenue source, and obviously, you know, as myself, I, I you know left my my pretty lucrative job and took a risk but not everyone can do that uh, especially um without guaranteed income i talk about twitch a lot you know the, the the income is fluctuates so much that it is stressful in a sense but again in the end they're playing video games so like it, it's i i don't i don't feel more stressed than someone who roofs is a roofer in july right like yeah, after, that's like I'm that's sitting. like the worst like unless you're um an alaskan king crab fisherman like that's probably yeah. one of the least desirable yeah, like for they've me. got it harder. Yeah. Their stresses are worse than mine. But, you know, as you trying to plan your income, especially as you get older and your responsibilities get a little bit higher, uh, if you have a child or you're married, it's a lot easier when you're 22 and, you know, you still live at home, which is fine. I lived at home till I was like 24, 25. I understand the economy is very difficult to live, um, you know, out on your own. Um, so take advantage of it, please, until you are ready to leave and never come back. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like it's very difficult for people that want to do it. And, and the way that you way finding more revenue sources is is the way that you can do that. So to take pressure off of Twitch, I I like kind of pulling back the curtain on on the business side of, of what I do. Um, and, and the only way I was able to like self-sustaining grow to to a pretty good financial point is like 10 different revenue streams right like there's like sponsorship g fuel for example yep 30 percent off g fuel using code no sleeves this weekend by the way um king's coast things like that then there's you know twitch youtube um the esports broadcast that i do all things like that when you have more of those it makes it takes the pressure off of the big one which is twitch um 
because that's immediate so people that start streaming on twitch you know they they get uh they get that maybe they get that one guy that gives 50 randomly yeah like oh my god this is easy right because you can you can stream for a week get your affiliate button your sub button and you're good to go um whereas that's not just not sustainable to, to be able to plan with that so what what when you were talking about creator codes and, and how sweet that would be for creators one thing that i thought about was uh, what just happened on twitch so uh if you don't follow me on twitter i, I tweeted about it I never run ads on my channel. And from all of my understanding, no one really in the NHL directory does um, really run ads. And I'm talking about like not the standard automatic Twitch ones you get when you jump into someone's stream and you're not subbed. Um, that's just automatic from Twitch. So if you experience an ad, it's not because someone has them on your on their stream and they, they want to punish you for not being subscribed. That's Twitch as a whole. It's how they make all their revenue. They make a fraction of their income on Twitch, Amazon as a whole, by subscriptions. So when you see XQC with a you know a hundred uh, you know a hundred thousand subs, that's really a drop in the bucket when you consider Amazon and what it costs to actually run Twitch which um so they make all their money off advertisements and they're it looks like they are really gunning for ads so what just got launched we about two months ago i received something as a partner and i don't know if you did as well you might want to check your you just got it you just got partnered but i don't yeah. know if you did when you were an affiliate um it was an ad offer so basically it was very low it was something like 85 dollars a month uh to run two minutes of ads for every hour you stream and if you hit 150 hours or 160 hours streaming in a month, which is a lot, you would get a guaranteed $85. That that was my offer, which is obviously very low. And I was like, I don't, you know, I, I don't, I'm not going to make people that aren't subbed to me watch watch ads for $85. That just doesn't make any any sense to me. Now the MLB community, they're a lot more savvy with YouTube analytics, Twitch, all of that, and they are heavy on ads. And um, I just thought, okay, that's how they are. You know, it is what it is. Um, their numbers they they pull in MLB are far higher than NHL. And I think that again, with more creates with more creators, there's more competition, but there's also more experience and, and learning opportunity. But basically, there's five. I don't know how many full time NHL content creators there are. Three <sighs> off the top of my head, I can think of. Like me, Henrik Thrash. I mean, is, are, are we counting people that stream full time or people that actually support themselves full time? Yeah, like that. That's what I mean. So yeah, like, you know that, that that you would consider full time. Like there isn't many, many. There's about ten in MLB, and that's a lot when when you consider like you know just like ten. That's you know almost three times the same the amount. That being said, I saw tweets of MLB creators being like, "Wow, the la the latest offer." So it looks like every first of the month you get a new offer or every six weeks maybe, the offer that they got from Twitch for ads to run ads on their channel was life-changing. So I was like, I go and look at mine. I just streamed for 45 days, Yeah. right? So I'm, I go and look at mine, and I got the same one. It was $85, and I'm like, I, I. so I was like, I saw, and I saw not just like two people. I saw like 10 MLB creators, even ones that aren't full-time, but that pulled like 50 to 100 viewers, okay? I go and I message uh, one of them, and I'm like, man, I, I got to know. Like, what am I doing wrong here? Am I missing something? Like, do I have to decline this to get something else? And they're like, do you run ads on your channel? I'm like, no. And it looks like they were like, I think that's why, man. So what they did over the last, like, two months, I got a DM from one of the MLB creators that had 2,000 subscribers on Twitch, okay? 2,000 subs is a lot. Like, that's yeah, more that's than a, any. That's a lot, yeah. That's more than what I would do on a normal month on uh, during my – not during my subathon, obviously, but, like – 2000 is exceptional in the nhl community but it's like kind of like the medium in mlb and he said 
So for reference for that, some partners get 50%, some get 70, but let's assume 50. On $1,000, you're making 2,500. So on 2,000 subs, you're getting $5,000, right? That math, that, that math. Yeah, that math, yeah. Okay. So he goes, I had 2,000 subs last oh, month. I'm sorry. Wait, 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 wait. You said 2,500 subs? Uh, no, for, okay, for every 1,000 subs, you get $2.50. Yeah, yeah, subs. yeah. Oh, 2,000 subs, yeah, $5,000, yeah. okay. Okay, so $5,000, that's what he would get. He goes, the offer was more than that. And I was like, what? And in how many, the w- how many viewers does it, he, he gets 2000 subs? He was no, he was averaging like 120. I averaged 200 oh, during 40 days. The amount of money I'm not like, like I, I'm grateful for the amount of money I made during my subathon. Right. Yeah. Right. That, but that'll probably never happen again. I'll be honest with you. Like I won't ever make a subathon six minutes long. There was a few people in my community that gave that were so generous that I don't even know how to put it into words. And then just everyone in my community just had it kept it running. But I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, I just left like six to 10 grand on the table. Yeah. But what's more, what, like outside of that, I, you know, I mean, like I live and learn. Oops, that's my mistake. So I've run ads now for, I, I accepted the $85 a month one I got. I'm running ads now because what that does, let's take away the money standpoint, like that and running ads and whatnot. If you're a normal career, if you're a smaller creator, let's say 50 to yourself, you average like around 50 to 100 for the year, right? Um, close no, to most it. of the year I was at like 100 to 110 uh, yeah, this past exactly. year. Yeah, exactly. So imagine that. And now on top of that, let's say conservatively, you're getting $2,500 to run ads on your channel. For a month? And this is all, yeah, per month. You actually think I could do that? Dude, that's I, what I'm I know. saying. So, I, so uh some background we, we've talked about it before but like you know my wife's gonna be off work for at least six months yep um i was lucky enough recently at work to get a to get a raise um mm-hmm. and i'm hoping by the time that her maternity leave would be over maybe going hard on nhl 23 and some other things i could turn this into a thing to replace her some of her income right Mm-hmm. Um, and if that's the case, I hate to say it, I've always been against advertisement, but if, even if I can get a thousand to like 1500, even if I get maybe even a little less than that, I'll be running ads. I hate to say it, here's, but like, you know, what, what are you going to say? what's crazy about it though. It is only for viewers. The only ones that receive the ads are viewers that are not subscribed. Okay. So if you're subscribed, if you regularly watch, this is why it was so nuts to me. And it makes like, obviously during my subathon, literally everyone that watched me and people that weren't watching me got subscribed to my channel. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, if I would have just run them, no one would have seen them. It wouldn't have impacted my numbers. And what's crazy is that because this is becoming so mainstream on Twitch, it sucks for the consumer. This is what happens in every social media or video platform. Yeah. They get big enough. And then the only way for that company to grow, you're going to see it on TikTok in like the next six months. TikTok has been incredible for growth of, of anyone. Like you, the It's still the best bang for your buck. If you want to be a streamer, you need to spend... 70% of your time on TikTok and then 30% on Twitch. But regardless, like this is what happens. They go into ads. But because if you are subscribed, Twitch already got their 250 the $2.50, right? So they're not going to make you watch ads on top of it, but they can show the advertising company how many viewers got forced an ad, right? Like, But they don't see that how many were subscribed, anything like that. So this is it, – it, it changes the game because – 
there's been all this like once YouTube figures out the UI and the interface and some other things like gifted subs they just added, Twitch is done. And I've been fully, I'm a full believer of that. If you are a full-time streamer and you're not making YouTube content because YouTube will eventually just, when, when it decides to, eliminate Twitch. Just like that. This is different because if Twitch can offer you, you know, a thousand a month for, let's just say like that's a, like, that's mostly like conservatively, if people work nine to five, all right, you know, 40,000 a year, which is the average salary in North America, all right? I'm not talking people that make a hundred and things like that. I'm sure there's viewers out there that make $40,000 a year, right? I'm if sure it's make, a large majority, you know? Yeah, if you can make a thousand by streaming, the, here's the thing to hit that you have to stream about 180 hours a month so it is yeah so it is a lot of streaming however if you don't hit it you receive the portion that was close to like you prorated okay right yeah because like somebody like me i stream about eight yeah i couldn't do that right i, I stream about Dude, eight I hours can't a week do that i can't do that like yeah I, like i just did it for i just did it for six weeks but now that that has ended i'm having a really hard time this week this is thursday into the week i've been streaming for three days so far i'm having a really hard time just streaming for three hours i'm burnt out on it and yeah. um i know in the back of my mind i need to be spending business wise more time on youtube because uh, you know my mlb stuff has been going good but i play 900 hours of mlb it doesn't matter how incredible of a game it is, which it is an incredible game, but there are flaws to it, and then I burnt out. It is not a game meant to be played 900 hours. It's no. just not. <laughs> no sports game is, right? Yeah. So um, I just was blown away by that. So I'm hoping that I can run ads, and, you know, my, my you know, it, I, I did it three days. And what's crazy is the there's a widget on your dashboard for anyone that's a streamer, and once you agree to the contract, it will literally tell you when the ad's coming. You can snooze it. If you're in the middle of a game and you don't want to, if you're on PC, if you're watching on PC um, and the streamer runs an ad like that and you're not subscribed, you'll go minimized and the ad will be full screen. But in the top right corner, you'll still see the stream. Uh, if you're on mobile, you get the full ad. But uh, that's a game changer for a lot of people because obviously just relying on subs and bits is very, very hit or miss. But if, if they're guaranteeing you basically like a part-time job salary every month that's guaranteed youtube can't do that you because youtube is dependent on you know th they're so big they're not going to offer that they're yeah, not going to offer that's that insane. Like, like, it, it was i could not believe it when i got that dm i was like that more than five thousand dollars a month and i i was averaging like a lot like dude it made me sick i went outside because i'm just like you know i i made my subathon was incredible and like i said i'll never have a, i don't think i'll ever have a, a span in which i'll ever be like that again uh you said and that whenever I, you did an nhl subathon at the beginning of the year true true yeah, true yeah. but could, could, let's be real could you see it would it would take me be transcending nhl yeah it would here i know but every single year you reset your like barometer there um I guess, for what you want I, I and guess. you say that like because you did say that whenever nhl come out uh came out and i think you hit like maybe two or 2500 subs i think it was i think it was like 2000 yeah yeah and that was like a ton in th then in three days like yeah it was 72 hours yeah exactly um so i don't think i would ever want to go i'm never going through that again uh let's jump into this part because you my health so if anyone that doesn't know me in 2017 when i started creating content january 1st i was at like my most unhealthy and i was i think i weighed like two 15 i'm only five nine yeah okay i weighed 215 the worst shape i've been in started making content and i was like i if i'm gonna have this gimmick i can't be out of shape so i spent 16 months and got from 216 
down to under 10% body fat. And it was great, but it was unsustainable. What I was doing was just not healthy. So then from like the end of 2019, when I started full time, I'd slowly picked away at that. Like it, like it started to build back up. And then the subathon, bro, I like, I haven't moved, you know, like I wasn't going for walks really. I was sleeping on a couch. I was in a chair for yeah. 16 hours a day. Like just, I'll, I'll talk about baseball in a second. Cause I just played baseball last night and I went to the gym on Monday and uh, my whole body was just completely sore, which I expected. But like, dude, my cardiovascular ability to like go for a walk for an hour was just, which I used to do twice a day. I used to do like 8K walks like a day. Um, and I was like just huffing. And I'm at like, I jumped up higher than I've ever been in terms of weight. So like, I am happy though that like I'm, I've, I've already done it before once in my life. So I can kind of draw upon that experience. If I had never been like that and I was just always skinny my whole life and I jumped up to this, I would be pretty terrified. But (laughs) I'm completely confident in being able to lose it all because I just know what goes into it. Um, But, man, so I played baseball last night. I played shortstop. Um, I would like to say I'm I'm, I'm pretty good at it. I've done it my whole, like, life essentially. But I just play slow pitch now. Um, But still, the same demands are there usually. Like, ground balls hit by a guy that's, you know, it'll smash at you. And after like three innings, I would go and if anyone that plays baseball, I'd go and get like my stance. Like basically, you just like you know spread your legs, you get ready a little bit, tense up a little bit, and my groin was killing me. Yeah, I go up to bat. I bat once, halfway to first base, uh, completely just my. I don't know. I didn't tear my groin, but it was like this is not comfortable. I literally had to switch with my first baseman. I was like, I gotta play first man. I can't move um and i was like this is awful i remember going back to my truck after the game and i was like dude this is unacceptable are you still feeling so, it right now that was last night uh, I, right? went for, I went for a, i went for a walk and i was like dude this better not keep me out of the gym because this is the last thing i need is like an injury to keep me out yeah. of the gym i went for a walk today and i was fine uh but then when i got home i did a little stretch a little lunge and i feel it so it's not that bad i just gonna be careful with it so i'm just not gonna squat for a little while which is fine, but uh, like I'm only going to the gym twice a week. Like I'm talking like weight training, um, just for this first little bit because you go six weeks of just sitting in the chair. You can't go four times a week. I know what'll happen to me. I know yeah. like I'll just I'll get so burnt out that I can't do it. Uh, also going to the chiropractor um, for anyone that games, man, or you work in an office job. Even you, dude. Oh, I know. Uh, that's 25 and above. Even younger especially with this how the generation is growing up by playing video games so much i want you to think when you play your video games mostly if you put your elbows or your controller and you rest your arms on your thighs you have a massive rounded back problem and it is going to be it's gonna yeah it is going to it's gonna cause extensive pain and things that you won't even realize um so i went to the chiropractor last year no right in covid 2020 because um when i was sitting playing video games my legs were falling asleep and I was like, what the hell? And then I just ignored it. And then what was happening was my arms were, my hands were. And I'm like, I call my, I, I call my stepmom because I know she's been a chiropractor. I'm like, I don't know if this is a back-related issue, but, like, dude, my hands are falling asleep. thought I was having a heart attack. Go to the chiropractor, three significantly pinched nerves in my back. Um, I, I played video games the whole time. I had a really bad rounded neck. Um, I basically had to wear a head weight, which is headband with weight in the front, like right on your forehead for 20 minutes a day. I'd stand in my kitchen. And I just stand there like this, keep my head up, force fix that. Uh, went and got adjusted three times a week, fix that. And then I stopped going because you only really have to, once you've done that and your back is in alignment, you really only have to go get adjusted um, once a month, really, mm-hmm. uh, to, ma- to make sure to maintain it. Because eventually, if your lifestyle, it'll just, 
your back will just start to curve again and you'll just start to have to need it again so uh, i've basically completely undone that so going to the chiropractor um you've never been to um only once and that was because i had like a uh, neck issue or something mm -hmm. uh, i don't know mm -hmm. I, I forget what i did um but i was just having some pain in my neck so i went uh, only one time enjoyed it just because like I love cracking like my fingers Dude. my neck and stuff and just hearing that like initial like crack that they did uh, was extremely rewarding so that is only for pain relief okay that does nothing long term so this is all the things I learned so like yeah. you would go and get cracked right the cracking part is just for relief so like <laughs> I love it because I have a stiff neck and you'll go and crack and I feel like I can just like turn my head all the way around my body. Mm -hmm. It's hilarious. It's like when you're looking over your shoulder for the blind spot and you can just like basically look into your back seat. Yeah. Um, that's all. The adjustment part is when they kind of lift the chair up or the, the table up and they press down on you and it feels like it does nothing. But you do it enough and to press in the right spot, you're basically pressing up against that di one of the discs that you have that is that's in need of adjustment. And uh, but yeah, it's like everyone needs to go go and look. I guarantee you your your workplace offers um, insurance. If you're in Canada, especially you'll probably get about five hundred dollars for chiropractic care. Go just just go once. Just go find your local chiropractor. Go once to get it. Get an adjustment done and uh, it'll save you in the future because, yeah, dude, if you go if you're on the toilet and you notice your legs fall asleep and I know a lot of you guys. Oh, yeah, that happens to me. Yeah. Yeah, oh, and I yeah, think it's, it's it's that plus uh, the fact that I'll sit there for 20 minutes on my phone, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I, yeah look, I look at, at the toilet as like a vacation, you know? It's 100%. Not really. I think everyone does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you wanted to talk about gambling on uh, on streams, though. Yeah, dude, there was a couple things. So the first one was because uh, it's such a big story, right? If you go on like uh, anything with like content creation or Twitch related um, yeah. is the gambling streams, right? So we had one of the bigger uh content maybe the biggest xqc right yep. um he's up there and in the past XQC is the biggest streamer he is, he is the, the biggest, biggest streamer. streamer okay i don't watch him but like i'll read about the stuff um he's yep. definitely not for me so yep. he uh in the past i guess he had talked about you know talk i don't want to say talk trash but like you know anybody that does it it's definitely wrong to do where you know yep. you have these big streamers they receive a credit or something from a gambling website um, they'll gamble on stream. They're likely not gambling with their real money, uh, but they're promoting this to a young audience, right? I know it might yep. say 18 plus, but kids are watching it. You know that for a fact. Yep. So he just went back to gambling on stream and uh, he's receiving a lot of backlash for it. Um, and there's somebody, and I'm not going to say the name, but somebody that used to be in the community that, mm -hmm. you know, I, know I saw, I saw it and this guy made like a crazy bet, right? Um, 700,000 worth of Bitcoin. Yeah. And it's like, I, I struggle with if I was in that position and that's why I don't want to talk negatively about these people, right? Because if I was in that position, it's like you're receiving money that can set up your family for life and you never have to worry about anything, right? If you have a kid or something, it's yep. like, you know, I understand I'm advertising these things to minors, but also like my family's taken care of for life. So where do you draw the line? Um, but dude, I just don't know what to think of it because I don't know what I would do in that situation, right? I, I think if you have enough money to where you never have to worry about money anyway, um, it's wrong to do. If you're somebody coming from a situation where you're just going into that, um, it's probably a hard decision. Uh, but I do think Twitch needs to just ban it altogether. Uh, that's my opinion of it. I think, yeah, man, like it's awfully difficult. I'm wondering what, um, like, an alternative. So let's say uh, Rubet is a popular one, okay? Rubet's a popular online gambling site that a lot of, like, streamers use and whatnot. I'm wondering if 
like instead of offering to do it on Twitch, they would just streamed it on Rubet. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the thing though. Who would watch that? Because it's like that's the issue. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's just. I, I mean, realistically, it's just wrong in general, right? You know, I I, I know the NHL community like skews uh, older, um, mm-hmm. but if you were playing like Fortnite, all of a sudden you switch to uh steak.com or whatever it's called and you're like yeah i just want to gamble and they and some kid sees you like betting like a hundred thousand dollars it's not your real money um no it's it's pretty messed up in my opinion that that it definitely is and i think that they they did come down twitch i want to say last year i thought we're banned banned them but it wasn't it was like a there's something that they have to do if they're going to stream i don't know i could have sworn that there was something that twitch was implementing they were i think maybe just rumored they were getting rid of it like not allowing it at all yeah um but yeah it's it's definitely um uh, i i'm not gonna lie when i if you i grew up in niagara falls we have the biggest casino in canada here i struggled with gambling um in my 19 to 20 i would basically gamble my check we would I'd, we'd get paid we'd get a cash our check i'd make like my 800 dollars or whatever i made and we would go to the casino and sit there on the roulette table for like 12 hours and mm-hmm. it was bad and then i finally decided like i just hate gambling uh, after a point and i didn't gamble until like you know two years ago yeah and, and, and I, uh, I would guess uh, by the way the reason that you gamble is because your your channel is largely sports focused right you play nhl mm-hmm. a lot of your friends on here also gamble it's a social social thing um you know it's something to talk to people about right i find so uh, specifically let's talk like well first of all it's very easy so fan duel let's talk this is a big thing uh, fan duel in ontario just became a huge thing i'm seeing a lot of tweets about this as well um that on cbc and sportsnet on all of the canadian broadcasts for the nhl they are heavy pushing gambling yeah um and that's because FanDuel and and online sports or i mean i think it's online sports but just became like legal in ontario and obviously ontario holds i want to say like 60 or at least 50 percent of the population of canada mm-hmm. probably more um so that's gigantic and FanDuel is a really nice app. It's very simple, very clean, very easy. I used to have to use Bodog or uh, yeah, yeah, Bodog. Yeah, because I used that whenever I was like thirteen to yeah. play poker online. Like I remember yeah, Bodog. It's, yeah, it's a little like sketch looking, but it did the trick. But FanDuel is very easy. It's a legitimate, you know, run obviously thing. It's very trusted, and it, it's being pushed a lot. And the one thing that reason why I recently um during the playoffs i was watching every playoff game on stream and i was like if i don't have a dog in there i think this is the problem with nhl it's every playoff round usually gets less and less interesting this year's a little bit different because of the teams that made it yeah but if you look at viewership it it tends to go down where other sports go up the first round of the nhl playoffs is the best round of sports um because you have underdog matchups you have usually because of the division system there's division rivals like you know toronto like the the intrigue of toronto alone um i was i was basically betting on everything but i i've gambled long enough to know that like my units are like uh for anyone unit uh unit is the is the um denomination of money that you usually make on every bet so if you make multiple bets let's say ten dollars is your unit it's no more than twenty dollars yeah and you usually start with like a bankroll right so like a a unit should be like a half a percent to like one percent is that it roughly yeah yeah Yeah, roughly my uh what i what i do now is i start with a hundred uh, I use ten dollar units and slowly build it up. And I during the playoffs, during my subathon, really the first round, I had managed to get like six hundred dollars, and I cashed out five hundred 
and then I'm back down to 100. Same situation, then I just do it again. If I lose, then I only deposit again. If, I, if I'm going to watch a couple games or an event that I don't have a ton of interest in, but I'm going to watch it anyways, that's why I like to gamble to make it to make that event that I'm watching a little bit more interesting. Yeah, um, and I'm in the same boat with you because I really enjoy that. Like, if I go to a game, um, yeah. I'll put, like, 50 or 100 on it um, because, it like, it makes that game more exciting in person. Like, I'll do that with Penguins games or something. And I think that what's different about what's going on on Twitch is slots and stuff yeah. like that, where obviously gambling's gambling, but like, dude, if you're watching slot, do the, the odds to win on slots at a casino or a table game at the casino, you know, are so like it, it's there's a reason why they make money. Um, and I think that's where you're just flushing money down the drain. At least with sports, you have a little bit of control. You have a little bit, but it's still against you. And that's the thing I don't like. Um, oh, and, and I had a tweet like this week or last week. And I, I think, um, I think the advertisement altogether should be banned because it's like, no matter what you watch, right? Like you watch a halftime show, you watch a hockey playoff game. It's like, this is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, you know? And then they have the odds on the screen and it's like they're advertising to adults, but it's like there's a ton of kids watching. Um, you turn 18, you want to make an account on uh, Fandle. They bring you in with this amazing like, oh, bet a dollar, win $200. And then but you still have to you know play with that money. You can't withdraw it. Um, it's it's tough, man. I, I think that like because recreational gambling is super fun. Yeah, like, but I how many people can do that though, right? Like, not me- No, 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 not many. But I mean, I would guarantee. I would bet you. I bet you. <laughs> uh, I, would, <laughs> I would think. I would think that there's probably like seventy percent of people who gamble daily or gamble on things are recreational gamblers and not people addicted. Yeah, but but, if, but that other percent's still a large percentage. It's, it's bad, but that that stems from a a bigger issue. They're probably they probably have a very addictive personality. They need to learn. Um, and that's just something in life. Like the business needs to run because the amount of money that the I think the NHL gets a large portion, and you know, like uh, I, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I so, think I because th- what would you do with like Vegas and stuff? Like not, you wouldn't change no, anything. Um, no, I'm, I'm not. I am not saying uh, gambling, gambling should be illegal. Whole. Yeah, I am not yeah, saying yeah. that. I'm taking a uh, business law class right now, my MBA program, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we have to choose like a topic to write a paper about on. Um, so, and it was like a business law that you might change and I'm doing mine on gambling advertisement. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think all that stuff's great because I enjoy it. You know, like I, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I used my grandmother's credit card when I was 13 to create a poker, um, account. That's on not good. That's terrible. That's, what you're saying. that's yeah. terrible. Right. Um, yeah. and it's like, and I don't know, like, I just think a lot of people I have, what you're saying. yeah, a lot of people have the possibility to have an addiction. Um, and also somebody, uh, somebody brought up a good point, um, on my tweet, somebody replied and it's like, uh, we're also being like trained to do these things at such a young age. Right. So like ultimate team modes, dude, we're being fed like from the time we're a kid, uh, to gamble. Uh, my cousin has four girls, right. And they were really into this one. Um, well, it's like an LOL doll or something. Right. So you buy these like Mm -hmm. eggs and you have like a 5% chance to get like this really cool doll in it. But like a lot of the other ones that you get are just shitty. Um, it's like all this stuff in our life. And maybe it's always been like that. And maybe now that I'm an adult, like I'm just starting to see you it. notice it? Yeah. But it's like, dude, ultimate team, man. Like, you know. Ultimate team is all gambling. And it's all, it's all, all gambling. 
you're right. You are you are right in that aspect. I love it, you guys. If you if you're watching this on the videos uh, portion, uh, let us know in the comments section what you what you think on it. If it impacts you, if it annoys you, um, if if you watch gambling streams, if you've gone through that kind of thing, because yeah, like I remember I had a contract to to it was with a company called Bet Warrior, and I had to do it and. I don't have a problem like I was doing like watch parties and I was like here are the here are the bets that I made for the night. I didn't have a problem with that because I would like I would like I have no problem gambling in a very reserved way and for the most part but I didn't like having to be like hey guys you should go sign up like I hated that. Yeah, like, I'd and, imagine and, and that's I, terrible. And I told them that I will never do it again. Um, and my my audience is old. Like I'll be honest with you, I probably have the oldest audience in the NHL community. It's probably not close. Like I would say twenty five and above is my average. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't enjoy it at all, man. Like, and um, you know, I, I feel you. Like when I do when I do bets now, I feel like, um, and I talk about them. It's all sports related. I will never, I would never um, do do slots or like that. I've never found interest in them because I feel like I have no control. Dude, and that's what I, I like, hate about it. And that's why I like, um, mm-hmm. you know, following like the the poker laws in this country. Like, there was a time where online poker uh, was banned, I believe, and then it's like opening up in some states. I think if there's a game of skill, right? Like, so we can say poker's a game of skill. I know that for sure. Yeah. Um, video games, right? So like with Gamer Saloon and stuff like that, that's a game of skill. Um, you control the outcome 100%. Obviously, there's some luck factors involved. All, pretty much everything else, like I don't know of anything else you can gamble on, is like, you know, you have control over. You control. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure there's things that we're not thinking of, but yeah. Yeah, like Baccarat or so. I don't know what, you know, yeah. whatever games there are. Um, yeah. No, but yeah, like uh, I definitely... It's a very touchy subject. I don't personally watch them, but I can. There's people in the NHL community that I know that are underage, and I'll see them tweet out like their bets and whatnot, and I'm just like, man, dude. And that's I. I hate seeing that too because you'll see like, hey, mm-hmm. why don't you tweet out all your other uh, losses there? You know, yeah. Somebody will tweet out like a three dollar parlay where they won twenty bucks on, and I'm like, hey, cool, mm-hmm. congratulations. Yep. Yeah. It's uh it's awfully awfully uh, rough to see and there's nothing you can do about it cuz yeah you're right. I think the man the ultimate team both probably to parlay a lot of that into gambling. Yeah, definitely. Um, um we want to talk about next. Oh, uh, yeah, dude, I had one more thing. Um yeah. cuz I I guess all these topics I always get um inspired by I guess what I read on Twitter, right? So I saw Safir, sure. who is a competitor in GWC. I think he had like an interview or something like a professional <laughs> job a competitor. interview. He's a competitor in GWC, eh? Yeah, he was. He was, right? He was. He, yeah. he's the, he eliminated me, allegedly. Um, Dude, somebody, you know, somebody commented and said, wow, sleeves no empathy at all. I saw that and one. Went right the, and I was, I was like, bro, come on. He, he doesn't understand the dynamic. That was a funny joke. That was a funny joke. I'm not, yeah, I'm not. Dude, I, I wanted Kesso to win. Josh yeah, man. I've had some good ones on you. Maybe they don't make the, uh, the podcast. But I think, yeah. I think in general, I'm probably the hardest on you uh whenever it comes to stuff like that i think so yeah. yeah you roast me pretty good you don't really let me get away with something yeah yeah um oh yeah but i was saying um so he had like a job interview or something mm-hmm. and he was saying that he felt uh streaming helped him in the interview right like talking to people mm-hmm. and stuff and i've noticed that in my uh I, I think professional experience too with uh i used to not like i used to be like a really shy person um, I was yeah. always good on like those one-on-ones and stuff, but like I'm, I would like get uh, nervous, like big groups and all that. And now I'm like 29. I've streamed for a couple years, right? So like regularly to like 30 to like up to like 150 people or something. There's that. You and I get on camera together every every week for an hour, and like I, I have this perception at work that I'm like this very social person. 
um, and I'm good at talking to people in like certain situations. And I think it's literally due to like, I'm on camera all the time, like talking to people about NHL, like all that stuff. And it's amazing the transformation I think that's happened in my life. And then seeing Safir mention it to him, uh, just like that comfort you get, right? If you uh, if you go back and listen to like our first episode, bro, I, I would love to listen to our first episode because it was very rigid. And I feel like when I used to like interrupt you and whatnot, because I would try to like carry the conversation. Yeah. Uh, you become much, much looser. Like it, yeah. it's a lot more. And I think that like, yeah, like 100 percent streaming definitely helps with that. Like people that are nervous, like there's a lot of content. People that play video games in general, more than likely as a whole are very um you know, don't have a ton of, you know, social awareness or they're awkward in social situations and things like that. And then you realize they build up like a hundred hundred viewer thing and they don't care about what you're saying, right? Like I am I get extremely nervous talking to people until I say the first word. Okay. And once I say my first sentence, it's like a buildup. I'm yeah, like, oh my God, sure. am I gonna say that right? But then once I start talking, I'm I'm completely fine. I do it with broadcasts. Like I just hosted at the NHL. And this year I felt a lot more calm. Dude, I remember last year when I had to fill in for Arda for that one stream. I didn't sleep the night before. Uh, I was like, oh, my God. And then leading up to this one um, where Carlin, she had to cover the the Kings game. Um, so she's actually the host. I'm just a play-by-play guy for the broadcast. And he was like, oh, we need you to host. And I was like, all right, sure. And I we went through the script and everything like that, and it went it went good. I think it went I think it went great, and uh, um, yeah, I think that it just comes with doing it more and more. Yeah, I think know? forcing yourself to do things too. Um, I had, yeah. I went into the office on Monday. Um, we have like a, a town hall where like the CEO and like a couple other people talk every couple of weeks. Um, they'll bring mm-hmm. on some guests to talk about like the work they do and all that. Um, and I went in because they started to do like a hybrid. They'll like stream it, but then they'll also uh, do it in person as well. And afterwards, there were like a lot of, uh, I want to say like 20 to 30 people there. Um, I noticed the C, I think he was a CTO, uh, really cool guy. Um, in the okay. past, I probably wouldn't have went up and talked to him, but like I hadn't met him before. And I had remembered he had worn a uh, Baby Yoda shirt, like a Mandalorian <laughs> shirt. So like okay. he didn't even know my name, but I went up to him and talked to him for like five minutes about Star Wars. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, by the way, my name's Brian, you know, like, but like stuff like that to where in the past I might not have done that. Um, but just like that, just, you know, the comfort. You know, but I was a little nervous, I think, leading into it. Right. Once you say like the first thing, you're good. Once you start to talk to people, the anticipation. Yeah. So you have to force yourself to do a lot of things. And then that like unease goes away. Yeah, I remember when uh, I was trying to get involved in in the GWC in, in 2019, I flew out. Uh, to vegas the finals and i remember forcing myself to go talk to like uh the, the head of the gwc's i mean chris gallier works mm-hmm. for the nhl and i'm just like oh okay we're gonna have to i like i had to do it because i knew that if i talked to this person and got you know and, and told, said what i had to say that like hopefully that he would you know think about me the next time that like stuff's going on and, and sure enough like, i ended up working i mean i'm now the play-by-play for the gfc um but yeah like i think that you know definitely this industry forces you to talk to like there's people i'll meet that are viewers uh rumple who's in my chatting list yeah, oh he's like, great I, yeah yeah he literally came down uh with his girl and we went out for dinner and i was a little nervous i'm always nervous meeting people um that i've never seen or talked to right but i can get a good you know vibe if they're in my chat enough that you know if or whatever so we went out for dinner and it was great and you know but the, going there you're a little nervous you yeah. know because you don't know what to expect and then um but yeah like you can i think that streaming definitely definitely helps out with that and uh you know Safir, i remember meeting Safir in at the leafs gaming league in at the land and yeah he was one of the quiet people there's a lot of people in this community that are 
loud online, but not like I'm not talking about like in a bad way. Some are, mm-hmm. and they're very, very shy in person. But it's the same thing. Like that's just if you take people that play video games at all, like, you know, generally, like they're going to be a little more shy. But no, streaming definitely, definitely helps out with that uh, because you have to take away the shyness, even though you can't see the person talking, you still know in the background, right? Yeah, exactly, dude. I don't know. This is my part now. My part. I don't. I don't know what to do next. I'm going through like a, uh, like subathons finished. It was six weeks. It was insanity. Um, and now I, I, I talked to this a little earlier. I think it's probably burnout. Yeah. Um, and like, I don't know, I'm not hyped to stream and I'm not hyped to make YouTube videos right now. And I'm forcing myself a little bit. Um, but, um, I'm not sure what to do now. And I'm, I'm business wise. I don't know what the next play is. Like, it's so funny. A lot of people talk about like, um, you know, like money and, and, you know, whatever. There's a lot of creators that I know personally that are money focused, which mm-hmm. is important. I, I, it's always something that I haven't paid attention to. It's like, um, you know, the money from the subathon was great, but the notoriety it got me, I value more. Yeah. Right. Some stuff like that. And I just don't know my next goal, I think, um, because I like to, you know, I, I, I went and looked at my 2022 goals that I wrote down. And one of them was like, you know, an X amount of dollars made from Twitch. And I was like, like cross that off because of the, you know what I mean? I'm just like stunned. I was stunned at that. And I'm just like, now I don't know like what my next thing is. I got the GWC. Right. And and maybe this is like, people will receive this as like an ego thing, but like, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at, if you're listening to this, you're obviously a viewer or maybe you're Kessel's viewer and you're, you know, I, I don't know what would be the next cool thing for me to do, whether it be in the NHL community or just gaming or streaming in general. And, um, I'm like, I'm like lost with that because once I have an idea of something, dude, like I just stream for six weeks straight. Yeah. I can do some pretty nuts things with my mind and put myself through like the ringer. I remember like in 20 NHL 21, like I streamed 450 days straight, some nuts like that. Like, but I just don't have like that thing. And the only thing I can come up with is that I don't have is the silver play button on YouTube. And it's, but I know that it's very difficult to get with NHL. Yeah. So that's a hundred thousand subs on YouTube. I'm at 38,000, I think. And it's a dead time in NHL where just like creators across the board in the NHL community, um, the, the subs just don't, just don't come. Your views might say the same because people are still watching you, the people that regularly watch you, but the subs just don't come the newer, the newer people. And I'm just like, man, um, I don't know. And I'm just, uh, I'm just kind of, bored. what would you, uh, you, you have, you know, you're a streamer in the NHL community and you've, you were one of my closer friends in the community. Like, do you, do you have something that you think I should strive for? Dude, I think, um, obviously we're in different positions, uh, mm-hmm. in terms of like content career, you know, you're like way up here and I'm like literally uh, <laughs> bottom of the barrel whenever it comes to that. Um, but we're in a similar position, uh, for the summer, right? Like where you are yeah. at right now. Uh, the only difference is you're still doing it. I'm just taking a break. I think, uh, how I'm treating it, it's a good time to work on yourself. Right. And what you're already doing, you're going Dude, to the gym I, I, and it's like, uh, and I know you might not see it like, cause there's like not that goal you can cross off. Um, finding a way to add it in, into there. I think reading is a good thing to do. Um, I want to uh, talk about the, yeah. you just reminded me of a book I want to talk about, but carry on. Yeah. Think, so like, like, I mean this summer, like I'm trying to treat it as like working on myself, especially with a kid coming. Um, mm-hmm. and I was talking to somebody about this recently, but it's like, 
I don't know. It's like this huge. I'm I'm so excited, but I'm also mm-hmm. like just trying to make sure like I'm the I'm the best person I can be because like I have this human that is just going to look up to me um, and I'm going to be like the best person in the world. But I also want to make sure like I'm going to raise them to be the best person they can, which I know she's still not here yet or whatever. And it's a lot to think about. Um, but like there's just like certain like, you know, how do you talk to a kid? How do you make sure they have like the the mental strength growing up, right? Like, what are the mm-hmm. things we can do? Like, we're already looking at like, uh, like the gymnastics classes and stuff she can get into it like six months. Um, I think a lot of that, like I'm reading this one book right now on, uh, it's called, uh, what happened to you? Right. And it's like, how mm-hmm. do adults deal with, uh, trauma that happened to them as a mm-hmm. child. Right. So like, I've yeah. talked about a little bit in the, on the podcast where like, I just had shitty parents and there was like a lot of shitty things that happened to me as a child, but like, there's certain things that like, you don't realize how they impact you um, as an adult. And some people might never realize that, right? So like, I'm trying to understand myself a little bit better. Uh, so hopefully I can raise my child better, you know? Um, for you, obviously different situation, but I think just understanding how you work, which maybe you're already at that point, um, but just working on your own mental health, you know? I think, yeah, like, no, I, you make a, a great point. I think that like, part of me just wants to go away in the summertime yeah and I, honestly I'll be, I'll be i'll be very i'll be very open about this like the nhl gig that i landed allowed me like the i don't need to be worried about the dollars right but the problem is is that like i'm so obsessed with growth and numbers like i don't the, the money is uh not as important to me as like if i were to not make youtube videos and i don't grow Mm-hmm. on youtube month over month and i'm having a really hard time with that i have made a decision though to not stream weekends um at all a because it, viewership in the nhl directory really crumbles on the weekends which is so odd um <laughs> yeah. and i it just it leads me to believe that the nhl directory on twitch is just so old it, it's just dudes watching it work that's all it is I talk about this all the time, man. Like my chat will go quiet for like an hour and I'll have like 150 people in there and people will be like, yo, where, like, are you view botting? And I'm like, nah, dude, they just got to file their TPS reports before 430. Yeah, exactly. I'll be like, yo, press one if you're at work. It'll just be like a wall of ones. Like I like, so I, I know that. And I, on the weekend, it's just not, you know, I, again, maybe I'll miss out on some subs. Okay. Uh, but I think that I've done enough where like, I don't really you know, I, I don't think that's as important as spending time with my wife, who I just could not spend time with really um, during my subathon or, or, you know, spending time with my dog. So what I do now is like up until noon, I don't do anything. Like I, I go to the gym. I go for a long walk. Uh, I'm eating really well. So I found like the, the kind of like the diet niche, not the diet, because the diet, I think, um, implies that there's an end to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so like the things that I know I can eat consistently day over day that i enjoy so a nice like egg white wrap with some cheese on it uh, under 300 calories nice little shake that i know how to make some steaks sweet potatoes all that uh, i'm really enjoying that and and then my mornings have been really nice dialing back on the coffee no you know you know trying to i have like i this is the only thing i have right before i start streaming i have one g fuel that's it um and then i've been able to like go to bed at like no no time past 11 30 so that i can get a full eight hours of sleep which is something i don't know if i've ever had yeah so i definitely i definitely think and i also so i talked about this a while ago i started reading the subtle art of not giving a fuck mm-hmm. great book i think everyone should read that book at least one time in their life uh, whether it'll change you or not i think it just opens your eyes especially if you are on social media a lot and if you find that you you are debating with people on social media 
you should really read that book um or maybe you have a group of friends that are just annoying to you but you like they're your friends so you can't like doing uh what i started reading was there was this youtuber um oh my god i can't remember his name and he talks about one night it was during the subathon actually when i was trying to fall asleep i was just i would just go on youtube a little bit and uh he was like the five books you have to read or the five most important like i don't want to say self-help books but are life-changing ones and one was subtle art and not giving a fuck and the other one was uh, one of them was uh i will teach you to get rich or i will teach you how to be rich by ram g sethi i think is what his name is and uh i was like okay sure started reading it and it was like man it was like the idiot's guide to um you know it's like don't the opening line is like man you want to he's like you want to blow your or you want to have that expensive latte every day go ahead and i was like i think that like hooked me in because like every book is like you need to cut back on this no yeah. wasting this and like the whole foundation of the book is like spend whatever you want on the things that you love be extremely frugal with the things that you don't Yep. and it, it's like it'll give you like step-by-step things on like more, the first chapter is like credit cards and it's like you should have credit cards this is how you should use them effectively you carrying debt is fine maximize it gives you scripts to call the credit card companies to maximize the rewards and things if say you're in debt a lot and it's maxed he gives you a script on what to do to call the credit card companies and like i don't have that problem but like uh, I'm t- i was thinking about like man i travel and i don't take advantage of like any reward program I'm using like my basic visa and just like things that were te- like I- I'm very interested in. So it's been really good so far. So yeah, it's called I will teach you uh, how to get rich or how to be rich. Really, really good book. But yeah, I, I agree. I think it's uh, I'm trying really hard not to be obsessed with like, oh, my God, I did make a YouTube video. Today. Yeah. And it's hard because oh. you're, you're trained to think that way, you know, and, and it's like, my, how do you get and, out of that? And my peers aren't doing that. So like yeah. if my peers that are on like the level in the NHL community, like Thrash and Henrique, everyone wants to, everyone always compares everything that we do that we're, you know, against each other when that's all because of how Twitch is done and YouTube is done. And you guys all think that we're in this big competition together, but that really isn't the case. Um, but the one thing I will say that I gauge it on is if, if they're, the, or I guess the, the one problem is that when they're still doing stuff, I feel guilty that I'm not. Mm-hmm right because of how like the the world is when it comes to content creation it's like oh dude you, you know you know what i mean like where i really don't care if they get have a great month it doesn't impact me any but it makes me feel like crap if i don't right and that's just something i'm trying to get past um and worry about for nhl 23 as it comes along but yeah i think this summer is going to be uh very different i'm trying to be much more relaxed and a lot more healthy and i have to be dude like i can't i i i legitimately will not allow myself to stay at the physical weight and just like health that i am yeah. i won't yeah i mean and, no because um, we're at that age now where it's like yeah, you can't it's not just about like looks and confidence sort of it's like dude like you're not healthy yeah like, it's like, like the yeah. decisions you make now it's like am i gonna live to 65 or 85 yep. right <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. but all right that's enough serious stuff yeah we, let's talk about uh our top five celebrity crushes uh so the parameters of this like when you were a kid up until like yeah yeah i didn't want anything once you get over like a certain age it gets creepy you know we we see enough of the creepiness in the nhl community with how these kids act right so true i I have one that's like in my early 20s yeah i think that's fine okay we'll see depending on what you say you know if you're like yeah yeah. uh, you know i watched her videos every single day like i think if it's that i think if it's like that then let's be clear this is like you'd watch tv and like she was like you're still yeah crush. she was cute you yeah. know okay yeah exactly all right all right you go first Who's your all right dude five? my my uh my first one i'm going in chronological order here so oh, okay. yeah i'm going in chronological order 
So whenever okay. I was like five, it was the first concert I went to in my life. Baby Spice, dude. I was like five or six. Loved the Spice Girls. Um, had a crush on Baby Spice. And she, I don't know why. Um, I remember going to the concert and she would like, I guess, I think the Spice Girls would bring a, like a kid up to the stage. And yeah. I remember being very jealous because like we were out in the lawn seats and she brought up this like little chubby kid that was probably my age. And I was like, oh, why is he up there? And I'm not. But uh, yeah, I'll go, I'll go Baby <laughs> Spice number number five. Okay, I didn't go anywhere that yet because I couldn't think back. Dude, the only one I could think about, which is so funny when you were trying to tell me this, was like Helen Hunt because I was obsessed with <laughs> Twister. <laughs> but like all the other Helen Hunt movies, I'm like, no, that's not it. Yeah. So that's just because I was obsessed with Twister. All right, I will go uh, when I was like one of the weirdest movies. Like, do you remember like the sh- um, the the horror um movie scene that wasn't like slashers but it was like creepy ones i guess one of them is called wrong turn and eliza dushku was like when i was in high school was like my like my peak celebrity crush i think or maybe it was even younger than that i don't know when wrong turn came out when did wrong turn come out i dude i don't even know that movie but i think i know who this is because i just googled her while you were she's also in a really funny cheerleader movie that like oh bring it on bring it on yeah she's in bring it on yeah so i'll go with eliza dushku Okay. All right. My, my next one, well, my next two can go together, but my next one, uh, Christina Aguilera. So, oh, yeah, dude, I guess. and okay. looking back on this stuff. So I was talking to my wife about this recently. So she had, she got big whenever I think it was genie in a bottle came out. She was probably underage, right? She was probably like 16 to 18. I think a lot of them were like the pop Her stars. Like Britney Spears were. Yeah. yeah, dude, the, the songs, man, how sexualized some of these like teenagers Brutal, were and stuff. Dude. It's, it's messed up to look back at that and i think it's what changed was the a little Christina bit aguilera one where she's in like a boxing ring because now thinking back like that's awful <sighs> i know what you're talking about what song is that dude i'm trying to think of the song that is because i i'm pretty sure there's a documentary about her explaining like that that was like the worst ever i can't remember the song title but the music video was awful dirty looking was back. that it yeah yeah i think yeah, that was it dude yeah. it's just so like oh man it was messed up what they did to them you know at that time because that's that's all like agents like studios and stuff dude doing that yep. like music labels so but Brutal. hey i was christina like aguilera six or one. seven like i you know whatever christina aguilera is a good one honestly probably one of mine as well i didn't write that one down though i will go with my next one will be uh sophia bush i loved one tree hill and uh brooke davis definitely like my celebrity crushing when when one tree hill was uh was big she also had like a really deep voice which is weird but oh, it was like very unique. It's very, yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, because somebody yeah. on my uh, list has a unique voice, so. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's not a singer. Next. Uh, Britney Spears, right around that okay. Christina Aguilera time, you know? I think I was too old, or like it was like not cool. Yeah, like, I because you're, how old are you I wasn't you allowed to like listen. I'm, I'm two years older than you. I'm 32. Okay, so 30, uh, you're three years older then. When was your birthday? Three, sorry, yes, January 29th. Okay, yeah, so you're about like... Nine, a, I'm, a, I'm a 90, I'm a 90. Okay, yeah, so about three years older then. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, so that makes sense because like you're yeah. probably in like fourth grade. I was in first grade, mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah. yeah. Like I love Limp Biscuit. I mean, I did <laughs> like, too, I, but yeah. Back then, but like back then, you like weren't allowed to like li- like dude like the society as a whole. Well, like- once like Eminem Eminem came around, right, and it was like cool yeah. to hate on the pop stars, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. Point, good point. Uh, it was like, yeah. and it was like the like 
boy thing, like the manly thing. Yeah. The yeah, yeah, dude. And society like, again, like, was so different, though. Like I know dude, it's you weren't allowed to be soft. Like you, yeah. <laughs> like you were not allowed to be soft at all. For which m- is awful. For as much as people want to like hate on like oh the new generation or whatever, like I never want to be like that. Um, but there's been like a ton of progress in that type of thing. Dude, I'll give you a perfect example. Justin Timberlake, like you were not allowed to like JT at all. But then once he did Alpha Dog and he came out with like his first like solo album, he was like really cool. Dude, Sexy Back is like the greatest song of all time, you know? Yeah, exactly. So like and it was like completely acceptable. Like I love JT. Yeah. And I, I yeah. So like that was and him in Social Network, like he's a very good actor. Yeah. But yeah, Uh, my next one is Evangeline Lilly from Lost. Uh, she played Kate Austin. Was she the main um, uh, actress? Yeah. Yeah. Loved, loved, loved her in when, when she was on Lost. Um, I, she always did, like, crazy stuff in the show. Like, she was always the one that was, like, if there was, like, an issue or, like, a weird sound in, like, the, the four, she'd, like, run in. Like, I don't know. I just thought she was badass. So, Evangeline Lilly. That was a good one. I mm-hmm. like it. These are kind of, like, off the board a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next one, Scarlett Johansson uh watching some of those movies that's like th- a really good one like yeah. 13 14 like it's like you know she was definitely yeah and she, she and she has that like uh raspier like deeper voice you know yeah yeah, yeah. she uh, has great a great actress voice. too yeah no absolutely um my next one is oh summer like rachel bilson was probably like my first like celebrity crush that i can remember i loved the oc it's like i talked about this i, like, I knew that was gonna show. be one of them yeah yeah rachel Bilson from from uh the oc she got kind of her character like got kind of annoying in like the last season but they were running out of stuff to do but yeah. no definitely love summer from uh from the oc okay uh my last one Zoe Deschanel. I remember watching uh, Five Hundred. Oh, dude, Five Hundred Days of Summer. Oh, uh, dude. Okay, yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Like, how could you not fall in love with her watching that movie? And which is, yeah, it's funny great, because it's like, yeah, it's like that movie. Um, uh, I think a lot I of like young every... <laughs> young guys watch the movie, right? And they they fall yeah, in love with her or something, to. right? Dude, but like was, she's the villain in it. She's kind of like she messed up. Horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, she. What's funny is that every guy dude your, your your old man will never prepare you for us the first one first relationship that you have where it's a real relationship if you're in high school listen to this specifically the first one you were not prepared for ever because the only like the only like woman in your life that you've loved is probably your mom you know or your grandma or like your family member someone yeah. that's close to you once you have your first like relationship you are not prepared for when it ends and if that is the case and you are struggling mightily dealing with it watch 500 days of summer you know, yeah you know, cry whatever you'll become a better person at the end of it it's but. still it's still <laughs> one of my favorite movies uh the soundtrack uh if you if you ever have time dude today this week or something go back and put that soundtrack on on spotify um one of the better good. ones yeah. Uh, my last one is a little bit older, but like the character is so badass. Also, my wife's like big celebrity crush, and I can't even I can barely say her name. Okay, it's Marie. Av- I want to say it's Avgaro. Marie Avgaropopoulos. She's very Greek. She plays Octavia in the One Hundred. Okay. And dude, her character is insane. Like, is this the one from your like early twenties? yeah okay yeah like when she came yeah like she becomes like this like blood queen that just like beats the piss out of people like it just is wild like her character is what makes it but yeah it's also like my wife's celebrity crush there you <laughs> that, go that, that works that was that one's my last one okay that was a good list that was pretty good yeah i respected like, I yours just, like i said i respected yours because they were like you know either an actress or something or a little bit off the board yeah. not somebody you immediately think of 
I was trying to think of like I like I said, Hell and Hot was the only one that came to mind because I watched I I honest to God watched Twister probably once a day when I was like a kid. I, I was so obsessed with it. So like that was the only one I could think about when I was a kid. Yeah. What's our next one? Oh like, yeah, we have to five. we have to think of one, right? So I think top five. Th- yeah, this week's was really good. Um, we can do top five junk foods like a snack or something. Might all be the same thing. Oh, is it all chocolate? It'll all be chips. Um, uh, okay, all right. Let's do, uh, and I don't like candy. Let's Whoa. do, uh, what about top five video games? Top five single Most player. Most played. Top five Most single, what about top five single player? Sure, that works. Yeah, because I feel like. Yeah. Uh, NHL. Like, like, what's those multi? Yeah, and then it's like, what, are you going to have NHL 09 through 14 or something? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, it gets yeah, lame. Yeah. Um, so top five single player games. Are we going to do non-sports games? We could do non-sports, but then it's like Call of Duty too. Do you want to? I you, Dude, you would have Halo. That big. I think I might have Halo just from. I guess no single player. Single player is fine. Top five single player games. Are All we right, going with enough. a specific iteration? Uh, no. The top five. Let's say the top five single player games that you played hours played. Okay, that works. Okay, and then, yeah, I think that that's easiest. It'll be interesting because it's so wild. My so my wife is two years younger than me, so she's only a year older than you. But, like, because of the era that we grew up in, two years is massive. We saw it when the, the cartoon thing. Yeah, we did. We did top five cartoons. It was drastically different. And I'm only three years older than you, but it's just, like, there there isn't, you know, I mean, like, that change in the early 2000s. Like, every single industry was trying way new things. And it was, like, all of the best or, like, what we considered, like, the peak of, like, video games and, like, music and all that kind of stuff. So, like, it's very, you know, it, it's very cool to to see. I'd be curious to see what your video game list is for. Uh, I wonder if we have any that are similar. I bet, I don't know. We, I like, I bet we do. We'll find out, right? We'll find out. All right, guys, let us know. Yo, let us know your top five celebrity crushes in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube. Appreciate it. We'll be back for episode 34 uh, next week. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you then, guys. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.